Welcome to Pastors Confidential. We're Michelle and Eric Waters, and we're two pastors, one podcast. On each episode, we'll be answering one of your questions about God, the Bible, faith, and life. We're so excited you're joining us. Good morning or afternoon. This is Michelle. And I'm Eric. Yes, it has already gotten to be afternoon. It's a late start. Yep. It is a late start. Um, but we have a good excuse because we have a new member of our family. Yes. every. Yes. I was going to say we better start saying something about the dog. Yeah. yeah. When you're not a dog person, you don't really understand how interested people are in... I mean, like the Facebook posts about the dog are like, yay, you have a dog. Right. You know, everybody's right. so excited. Yeah. So we better start there. How's it going? It's going great. Got a little four-footed friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've had Zeke for one week. Right. Um, exactly. We mm-hmm. got him in. How did we come up with the name Zeke? Did we tell him about that? Yes. Line? That way it was okay. one of the posts. So you saw our crazy voting mm-hmm. system that Eric uses with his staff. And then yep. we employed that with the dog. We named him Zeke. And there was actually relatively few tantrums and stuff. The name, the, the voting process went very well. Yeah, it did. You know, there were some, uh, there were some hurt feelings. One some, person wanted Zebulon. But there was no, you know, there was no ballot stuffing and there was no <laughs> riding in the streets or hanging chads or anything like that. So you're right. It was actually yeah. a peaceful, it was. peaceful demonstration it was, it was a peaceful and democracy. Process. That's right. So it went really well. We have Zeke. He's a sweet, sweet dog. Yeah. And very strangely, we're going to have to tell you a quick story. Yeah, we actually, crazy, yeah. we've kind of wondered about his backstory uh-huh. because he's, very well trained. He sits, he shakes, he just waits at the door patiently to go in yeah. or out. I he mean, we have to yet that. to hear the dog bark. So right. the Lord obviously knew I needed like a perfect <laughs> dog and gave us one. But we were just wondering what in the world, how did this dog, like, why did someone let him go or what happened? And strangely and randomly, what happened today? Yeah, so I'm out walking the dog with uh, with our son, Jonathan, and this pickup truck drives by, slows down, and then uh, does, a, uh, does a U-turn. Now, you know, Esperanza, they have the, the one-way streets. So he does a U-turn, and I, I didn't think much about it. I mean, you know, there's a lot of workers who get lost mm, in this absolutely. neighborhood all the time, mm-hmm. right? So he came by again, and he slowed down again, and then this time he stopped. And I thought, okay, well, this is weird, but, you know, maybe, again, maybe he's a worker who needs, needs directions. directions to a sure. place. So that happens, you know, pretty often. Mm-hmm. But no, it turns out he says, excuse me, sir, did you get that dog from the pound? And as he comes forward, you know, our dog starts wagging his tail. Oh, really my gosh, to I would have been so sad. Well, long story short, it turns out that this uh, this guy in the pickup truck, you know, he uh, it, it's his dog. Uh, and he had lost the dog two or three weeks ago. Um, and then was, was driving by randomly, happened to see the dog. And doesn't live in this neighborhood. So very strange that he was yeah. here. Was driving by uh, and he said, you know, I think that might be the dog that I lost. Yes. And then he drove by again a second time and he said, yeah, I, when I saw the tail, I knew that was my dog. Yep. Don't say the name in case oh, somebody's no. going to come find no. him. <laughs> we want the dog. Oh, we do. And, okay. and you know, th- there's a good side to that too. Uh, you know, I, you know how it is after the event, you always come up with these questions you'd wish you would ask. Right. Uh, but it sounds like from, from what the, the guy was talking about, uh, it sounds like that uh, that our dog, Zeke, was one of one of his dogs, one of many, many. of his dogs, mm-hmm. hunting uh, dogs, a hunting dog, a coon mm-hmm. dog of all things, right? <laughs> um, and that somehow, you know, it was an outdoor dog, got loose, and they uh, they knew that he went away, but they apparently didn't even bother to call right. the animal shelter. Right, I mean, they shelter, didn't call right? the animal shelter, obviously. Um, so and, he and he was happy that he said I'm happy you found a good yeah, home. He said he was very yeah. happy because I when you came home I was so worried that he was going to oh, get no, taken, no, which no. shows just how how much my heart has changed. Yes, that's true. And no, it, 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 you know, the story ends well because we got to find out a little bit of the yeah. backstory of, of Zeke. 
And uh, this gentleman knows that his his dog wasn't hit by a car, for example, and is right, in a, a very nice. good home. Yeah. And you know, for Zeke's part, I mean, uh, you know, Zeke ran up, was really recognized this guy right away. You know, was happy to see him, but then was kind of wanted to get going with his walk. Yeah, he wanted I to mean, keep staying with you and it's Johnny not like, and walk. Yeah. Not like he was torn between uh, between owners. No, he was pretty happy to to be with us. Yeah. Which again makes me think that he must have been one of. Lots of dogs. Know, who knows how many dogs that this guy right. had. So yeah. Now he's just one of lots of people. He's definitely <laughs> one lots of One dog of yeah. lots of people. He yeah. gets lots of attention. Okay, yeah. we're not going to go too far into Zeke. But speaking of Zeke and things like Ezekiel Elliott and mm-hmm. names, we're just hearing now that the football season, Ugh. the college football season, is probably going to be canceled. This is just, I, I refuse to believe it until yes. it happens. All this is a lead up into self-control, just in case yeah. you're wondering why we're talking about random stuff. Oh, yeah. You know, this, is, this is causing self-control. Our boys are very not happy to hear that. Well, it's not just the boys. Well, yeah. you, well you're yeah. one of the boys. Um, oh, what? Yeah, sure. I got a lot of boys. Yeah. I got a dog boy now. Yeah. I got... Anyways, most members of this family are incredibly saddened to hear that most likely college football is not happening. Yeah. Actually, I think it's one of the signs of the apocalypse. I'll have to look up into it, but it's, you know, he talks about... The stars falling from heaven in college football teams not playing. <laughs> right. It's just awful. It's, we can make light of it, but it is really sad oh what's happening gosh. to the world and everything. We Strangely, our kids are going back to school on Wednesday. That's still in place. Sam's football season mm. is still in place. Um, he, we had an opening dinner last night, very socially distanced and masks on with, you know, 150 yeah. people. Yeah. Um, and that's happening. So, you know, it's we just don't know. Day by day. We have to live day by day. And that requires self-control. That, oh, yeah, nice segue. It does. It does. Yeah, so let's talk about nice. that. We I'm are on the impressed. Fi- yeah. Thank you. Yeah. We're on the final uh, Fruit of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. We will have a really exciting series coming at you next yeah. week, but we're going to not let you know about it until next week because, oh. yeah, we're going to intro it now because I need a little more time. It's okay. actually going to be interview-based, so you'll hear some new voices on here. You'll be excited to hear who they are, and um, we will tell you about it, though, next week. Okay. Okay. But as for now, we're finishing up Fruit of the Spirit, and Mm -hmm. we are on self-control. What do you got? Well, you know, one of my favorite Proverbs is uh, Proverbs 25, 28, and it goes like this. Mm. A man without self-control is like a city broken into and left without walls. Yeah. It's a great proverb. A man without self-control is like a city broken into and left without walls. Which we know what those cities look like right now. I mean, a lot of our cities are. That's exactly what they look like. My city, Minneapolis... From what I've heard, when we were there, we didn't really get into the downtown or anything. But from what we've heard, it's like a city with broken down walls, right? Oh my goodness, yeah. And I just saw on the news report today, Chicago had massive rioting. Mm. And you know, there's the the Chicago River that runs right through the downtown. They literally had to lift up the drawbridges like some sort of medieval town to keep the looters contained. I did not see that. And Portland, you know, they had to dismantle that... What was it called? The uh, the chop or the chaz or, or you know, that was it Seattle. Is. Yeah, but it's something. Just, just nutty. So we know what a city without walls or mm-hmm. a broken down city looks like, and it's not pretty. No, and the no. Bible says that that is what a person without self control is yeah. like. Yeah, and I, I love the image because you know this is something that I have struggled with for a long time and that I still struggle with. Mm-hmm. And there is that sense that you know when you lose self control, I mean you really lose it. You know you, yeah. you start battering down the walls like the Hulk on a rampage or something. And then when it passes, you look around and you think, oh my goodness gracious, what a mess I have made. Yeah. You know, I have right. I have ruined the place where I live. Uh, and then you got to go make amends. I'm sorry for yelling at you. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. I'm sorry for what I did. I mm-hmm. didn't mean what I said. Right. And, you know, you got to go and make all these amends. You have to build up the things that you just tore down. Yeah. Uh, and not only that, but of course, you know, in, in uh, when the proverb was written, which is probably, you know, who knows, but... Uh, 
you know, late bronze, early iron age. So you're talking thousands and thousands of years ago. A city without walls was open to attack. It was vulnerable. That was the only defensive fortification they had. And so too with us, that when we lose self-control, we're open to the attack of the adversary. We we have this wide open breach where the devil can come in and just, you know, he can have his, his, uh, he can have a a play day with us uh, because we're open to it. We're We're vulnerable to it. Right. And so what we need to do is build that wall back up. Right. Um, and we can do that, right? We just finished a Bible study with our neighborhood about mm-hmm. the um, armor of God. Armor of God, right. And that's how we do that. And it says, you know, we don't allow a foothold for the devil. That's what you're talking about. A little right. a little chink in the armor or whatever. And that is when he likes to come in and hang out. Yeah. Yeah. Hang out and make mm-hmm. all kinds of problems. Right. Right. Yeah. So that was one of my favorites is a city broken into and left without walls. And then I had a couple more uh, passages, mm-hmm. so let me know if... Uh, but the next You're one good. I was thinking about was... Uh, Did from, you actually Google this, or is this still memory no, stuff? No, I, I used my old-fashioned Google in oh, the back you, of my uh, Bible. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm proud of you. Google. Well... Posh. <laughs> uh, so, uh, where was I? Right, oh, so First okay. Corinthians 9. So this yeah. is a very famous passage. Okay. Um, and Paul, let me read this for us. You know, Paul has this image. Actually, this came up in my devotional today, which I thought was oh, wow. very providential. Yeah. Uh, Paul writes, do you not know that in, that in a race all the runners run, but only one receives the prize? So run that you may obtain it. Every athlete exercises self-control mm-hmm. in all things. They do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable. So I do not run aimlessly. I do not box as one beating the air, but I pummel my body and subdue it. As after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. And what I love about that is this image of self-control as uh, drawing an analogy to athletes in two senses. One is the ongoing training, you know, the, the sense that they don't just run aimlessly. They don't just, you know, uh, right. when, you're, when you're running a race or when you're training for a race, you don't just kind of jog five miles or right. jog you have a two plan. miles. Mm-hmm. you got a plan. And right. so you carry it out day after day after mm-hmm. day after day after day. And there's that, that sense of you're committed. You know, the, the athlete is committed to disciplining him or herself to attaining the goal. Uh, and Paul says that's how he, we have to be too, uh, which I take as a spiritual disciplines. Right. Uh, the daily investment of Bible reading, of prayer time, uh, of weekly worship. You know, these are the, the, the ways that we keep ourselves disciplined, keep ourselves headed uh, purposefully in the right direction. Right. Because most of us do make a plan for a lot of things in our lives, whether mm-hmm. that be exercise or, you know, reading books or something in your field of expertise or whatever, um, you know, how you're going to keep your house in order or Mm -hmm. your work, but we often don't make a plan at all for the things that are truly important. Paul says the one is like an imperishable Mm -hmm. trophy, right? And the other is, no, the one is a perishable trophy. I'm sorry. And what we should be making a plan for our spiritual life is imperishable. And it's actually so much more important, Right. but most of us do kind of just slap it on the side at the end and hope that Something good happens. Yeah, that's a great. That's a, that's a great idea. Not great idea. Great, yeah. uh, great image. Yeah, and then the way that ends is kind of interesting for you, especially because it says all this is lest after preaching to others, yeah. I myself should be disqualified. So there is some kind of a standard that people like yourself are under. Yeah, well, absolutely, and we have, and that's part of the job. You know, when you're when you're called to be a preacher, you're called to be. You called us to set an example for other people, which is kind of scary because then I know who I am and yeah. how I live. And I know that I'm, I don't live up to that standard as highly as I want to, as mm-hmm. highly as God wants me to. Yeah. Well, those are, those are important things, especially in our times. Like just the other day I saw on Facebook, like Jerry Falwell yeah. is being oh asked to leave yeah. over this horrible incidence. Like, right. so leaders are obviously fallible. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of the people that I have followed in, in my past and really 
thought were great teachers and leaders have fallen. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's really a sad thing that happens, but it also shows that we sometimes put these people on a pedestal and we treat them as idols, really. Mm -hmm. And really, we God alone can hold that position. And so when it's happened to me that some Jerry Falwell is not someone that I really followed, but there have been others. um, And it's really heartbreaking when it happens. But then you have to remember, like, maybe you were putting this person in a position that they didn't deserve to be put in. And also, you do have to be somewhat sympathetic. It is a hard position to be in um, when people put you there. And when you're living kind of like, up in people, you know, your, your Christian life is sort of, um, public. We have to pray for people like you and others, um, because there are temptations. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I think about, you know, Bill Hybels, for example, you know, Ugh, yeah, that was Willow one of mine for sure. Yeah. That really hit me hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he wrote some fantastic leadership books and then it turns out that he was, oh, yeah. you know, doing mm-hmm. untoward things with his female staff, right. Fallen from grace. And yeah. now an entire church is ruined. Yeah. It's really sad. And, but again, and doing big things for the kingdom will often get you a primary place in the yeah. devil's schemes. Well, right. Being a big old target painted on your back. Yes, yeah. that's what I mean. So we have right. to we have to be gracious to these people. Yep. You know, of course, they do need to leave their positions and whatnot because that's inappropriate. Mm-hmm. But we have to be gracious and say, you know, things happen. And they were probably being gunned for from day one, yeah. right? Um, so, you know, yeah, I would just say that you should pray for your, you pray for your pastors, pray for people you read and, you know, you follow because you think they're an example of Christian life or something because they're under, they're under attack too. They are absolutely. And you know, that's one of the reasons why, uh, as a pastor, we have the preacher's prayer team Mm -hmm. uh, so that I have people praying for normally for me, but whoever's preaching, Mm -hmm. you know, week after week after week. And I sincerely, not only do I appreciate that, but I really count on those prayers. Yeah. Uh, but then I also, um, you know, we're involved with this discipleship initiative, um, and I'm involved in two ways. You know, I, I have groups that I'm accountable to, and groups I lead, and mm-hmm. those those men keep yeah. me accountable. They, yeah. you know, I, I ask them, I give them permission to, to ask the hard questions in my life, and then that's one way that they that they keep you on the straight and narrow. Yeah. Uh, and you know, this this image of uh, of the athlete, and so he talks about the ongoing training, mm-hmm. but then he also talks about kind of the intensive training. You know, and the image he says is, I. Uh, but I, I pummel my yeah. body and subdue it. Yes, you know? I think about that on the hills when I run. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I pummel my body mm-hmm. and subdue it. And the way I think of that, um, since you know Paul's writing about a physical analogy to a spiritual reality, right? I think about that kind of as, as fasting. You know, yes. the, there's the ongoing disciplines, the daily mm-hmm. disciplines of Bible, prayer, um, weekly worship, the, the, these things that you do time after time after time again. Mm-hmm. But then there's also the times when you really got to, you know, pummel that body and subdue it. And that's what, that, that's the joy of fasting yeah. and the benefit of fasting. Yeah, that's true. Uh, it's an, an intense, acute time when you really, you really exercise self-control over your body's most basic need, which yeah. is to, you know, sustain itself, to eat. And you do it for a higher purpose uh, so that you can build that self-control. Yeah, that's a good point. Thanks. Um, also, I think we should talk about the Bible often talks about self-control in the end times, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, in First Peter 4, it says, The end of all things is at hand. Um, therefore, be self-controlled and sober-minded right. for the sake of your prayers. Yeah, be self-controlled and sober-minded for the sake of your prayers. And, you know, that's something I'm thinking about doing, actually, is in, uh, in Wednesday, uh, on, well, when the school year starts up again, on Wednesdays, I love to teach a Bible study. I, have, I realize I haven't had the chance to teach a Bible study in the four years that I've been here. Yeah. 
Uh, and really in the year before that, too, I haven't had a chance to teach. Well, no, we have taught some, but not as not consistently. Because we did Alpha, well, we, we did that Flesh, yeah. God of the Flesh, yes. But not consistently. Right. We, we've taught some, but we haven't taught, uh, I'm thinking like a Bible study, Bible study. Oh. You know, like just opening up the Bible and teaching. And so what I want to do is I, I, I want to teach probably 10 weeks about how do we live in the end times. Yes, because um, it does appear that we're in the end times. Now, we're <laughs> not going on the record saying we're in the end right. times at all. So don't do that. Don't say we said that. But... We, last night we were at this football dinner and one of the fathers oh, yeah. was very interested in talking to you about could this be the end times just because of everything that's going yeah. on, you know, and we're never going to know. And so we're not going to spend any time on that, but you might as well know how to live in case it is. Yeah. Yeah. Because as you and I were talking about that on the way back in the, on the car ride back, I mean, there's a lot, you know, the, the Bible often talks about self-control specifically in relation to the end times. Yeah. Be sober-minded, be self-controlled mm-hmm. for your adversary, the devil's prowling about looking yeah. for someone to devour. So I thought, well, you know, that that's kind of a, an intriguing question. So yeah. I invite you to come and be a part of that. That'll be Wednesdays, you know, 7 to 8 o'clock uh, in the evening. Starting um, not until September. Yeah, I think it's September, I want to say 16th, I think is the like first that. date. Yeah. And, you know, the, uh, I'm going to write the newsletter article this mm-hmm. week, so there'll be more coming out. Yeah, because you were originally going to do something different. So if, yeah, if you heard a third. rumor, <laughs> right. if you heard a rumor about like Philippians or anything like that, yeah. But we always have to say relevant, so maybe this would be better. Yeah, and I thought it'd be good. And for me, it'll be a real challenge, too, because it means that I have to actually spend hours in the Bible every week to develop it. And I, I love that. You know, it's yeah. something I really miss. I think and you so, already spend hours every well, week. Well, yeah, for preaching, but I mean, for okay. teaching. And so I see. I'm really looking forward to that. I see. Okay. So, yeah, so that's exciting. But really, I mean, it does feel like the world is just different. It's just every day there's just mm-hmm. something new that's not normal and that is usually hard. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a very strange time. Yeah. And, you know, related to that, mm-hmm. one of my favorite passages is from Second uh, Timothy 1. Yes, we, have, we should you end with that, that okay. one. Absolutely. And so do you want to say it or do you want me to no, say it? No, you go for okay. it. Okay. And so Paul says, and remember to fan into flame the gifts that were mm-hmm. given to you by the laying on of hands. For God gave us not a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, of love, and of self-control. Amazing. Yes. Love, power, and self-control. Those are things we definitely need. Yeah, and you know, two of those are fruit of the spirit. Mm-hmm. The fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, mm-hmm. and self control. And it's a reminder to me because you know, self control is something that I really, I really work on. Mm-hmm. I, I take those those warnings in scripture very seriously. That those of us who are called in a pastoral ministry uh, know that we not only are called to live at a higher level, but mm-hmm. we've you know, the devil's put a target on our back, yep. and so we've really got to be careful about this. Right. Um, but I also take seriously what the Bible says about how hard it is to control yourself. Right. You know, that it's something you have to do time and time and time again. And so I really find refuge and strength in a passage like this where, where Paul reminds us it's not just up to you, Waters. You know, mm-hmm. It's not just you exercise your Absolutely will. Absolutely not. Yeah. But the Holy or Spirit within you mm-hmm. is giving you the power to exercise self-control just as the Holy Spirit within you is giving you the power to be loving, to be right. patient, to be kind, to be faithful. So too, he gives you the power to exercise control over yourself. Right. And that, you know, that verse says, for God gave us not a spirit of fear. That's very important right now because it's a fearful, you know, many people are afraid of getting sick. They're afraid of their kids going back. They're afraid of their kids not going back. Mm -hmm. They're afraid of so many things, uh, financial ruin, many things. But God gave us instead, not a spirit of fear, but of power and love and And self-control. And I really think the power comes from self-control um, if we can handle these things that come at us every day now mm-hmm. um, you know with self-control we will be empowered to 
you know, live in a different way, not be blown here and there by every wind of, because I told my kids, like they're going back to school on Wednesday, but I said, you know what, we're going to take this day by day. We don't know if you're going to be there still on Friday. You know, we just don't know how this is going to go. Um, And to just say, oh, yay, we're going back to school on Wednesday and everything's going to be normal. That Mm -hmm. is definitely not going to happen. So we just, in these times, we have to live day by day. I think that's the way God has kind of always wanted us to live. That's why he only gave them manna for a day. That's why he says, my grace is sufficient for a day, etc. But um, that's a hard challenge, but that is the challenge. Yeah. Well, especially at a time like this when right. so much, I mean, so much is outside of our control. Yes. Uh, but one of the things we can control is actually ourselves. Yeah. To Amen. a degree. You know, Self-control. I mean, so that's uh, that's why it's a fruit of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. And it's something I'd encourage you to pray for. Mm-hmm. It's something I yes. pray for every single day. You know, and on my morning prayer walk, I I always pray, Lord, create in me a clean heart and renew a steadfast yes. spirit within me. Give me that grace to control mm-hmm. myself so I can live the life you want me to live. Yeah. And let's end there, but let's... Um, encourage that. That's a great scripture, Psalm 51. Mm-hmm. If you grew up in the Lutheran church uh, in the green book, you know it by heart probably because we sang it every Sunday. Do you want to sing it for us? No, but I oh. will say it because people really, people actually miss that. I've been told so many times in Bible study, why don't we sing Psalm 51 anymore um, in that voice? But uh-huh. um, it is great. If you do know it by heart, it's an amazing scripture to just have in your heart because it will help you in these times where you're de- mm-hmm. where you need self control. So I'll see if I can do it. But anyways, it says, "Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within mm-hmm. me. Let not your Holy Spirit cast me not away, ca- from, your cast me not away from your presence, and let not your Holy Spirit." No, I can't do it. If I was singing it, I could do it. Holy Spirit, restore to me the joy of your salvation, and uphold me. With, with your, your free, free spirit. spirit. Okay, yeah. so look up Psalm 51 or in the green book. It's kind of set to a tune that you could memorize. It's a great, obviously, I couldn't do it under pressure, but I came close. So it's a great thing to have. I have actually used that quite a bit during quarantine. Just create in me a clean heart, oh God, mm-hmm. and renew a right spirit within me. If you yeah. can just do those two lines, it's going to go far for you. Absolutely. Yeah. And All maybe right. I'll see if we can bring it back just yes. for you. Oh, just for me and just for, for you. Yes, and for those who ask. Okay, so we will see you. Ne- we will talk to you next week. Yeah, we will let you know what we're going to be going for next week. It's going to be exciting, and we thank you for listening. Thank you.